0: it's time for some fresh. The model is changing. The margins in production are decreasing and more and more production companies can't stay in the game because they can't figure out how to, how to narrow their margins. Well, here's this whole other side that understands smaller margins. They're already doing things at
1: lower budgets. From RevThink, you're listening to the RevThinking Podcast, a conversation between creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. I'm Joel Pilger. Today my guest is Patrick Jaeger, and we are discussing getting into content development. Welcome to
0: RevThinking. RevThink leverages years of experience and practical wisdom to help owners of top creative studios so you don't have to choose between following your passion and running your business. Now here is your host, Joel Pilger.
1: Hello from Denver. It's Joel and today my guest is Patrick Jaeger and we're talking about getting into content development. What is it about content? We had this story I tell that, you know, back in February, Tim Thompson and I were leading a Creative Entrepreneurs Conference with ProMax BDA in New York and we asked the room just casually, "Hey, how many of you owners and principals want to get into content development and every hand shot up. It was like a given that if you run your own studio, motion design, you know, animation company, uh, production company, that you want to get into content. Well, what is it about content? You know, we all have a great idea for a TV show or maybe you personally know some great talent and you're like, oh, this person just deserves a show of their own. Or maybe you watch television yourself as a viewer and you look at the content out there and you say, you know, I think I could do better. Well, we have these amazing firms that we run so the question is, what's stopping you? Well, I'm asking that question today of my guest, Patrick Jaeger. Patrick spent more or less a career at the highest levels of content development. He worked in cable and TV, uh, developing shows and series and specials and he is going to help us understand how do we get into content development. Patrick's actually launching a program called Show Launcher, which is gonna be an intensive program that will help creative firms like motion design studios and animation companies, maybe a firm like yours, get into content development. It's gonna teach its members how to develop, how to pitch, how to sell, and even how to produce content. So you'll want to get details on that. So let's listen in and hear what Patrick has to say about how to get into content development. Patrick, it's super awesome to be with you on the podcast again.
0: Joel, as always, my pleasure, my friend. You and I, it's kind of like the Button Jeff routine by now.
1: (laughs) Maybe so. Yeah. I think we've, we've made this a routine. But, hey, there's something that's changed, and that is... Now you're officially part of the RevThink consulting team. Super uh, so that's, excited. Yeah, so that's, to be a that's that's new. We will definitely be doing podcasts on a more regular basis, I'm thinking.
0: You know what I think is cool about it? When
1: I mean you and I have known each other for years and
0: we've commiserated about kind of what it is that we do, but the, the, the synergy of you, me, Tim, and the rest of the RevThink team and how like the 360 approach we can help people. I mean, this is what I love. The reason I got out of TV is I wanted to see more people getting into content. Right. And I wanted to see more people successful at figuring out what that means. Not just TV, but as a broader definition. And so I'm super, super excited to be a rev thinker. And-
1: well, what's fun, I think, for listeners out there who run a motion design, you know, or a production company, an animation studio that want to get into content... This is obviously our commitment to say yes. All these small studios out there should be in the game, and it's really our way. I'd rather think of expanding our thought leadership and our help to the whole industry uh, to move forward. I'll, I'll tell this little story as an example. That when Tim and I were in New York a few months ago, and we were uh, leading a creative entrepreneurs conference with Promax BDA, um, at one point Tim was speaking to the room of all these owners and, you know, people who run studios and asked rather casually, oh, by the way, how many of you here want to get into content? Meaning content development, shows, programming, and every hand in the room shot up. Oh, sure. And I thought that was so interesting. Like there's there's not one hand that's not raised high here. Uh, Like everyone just instantly said, yeah, that's me. And you are a Content consultant, <laughs> right? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. What do you, What is it that you do? Like when you consult uh, people in the content game in sure. that world, what's that mean? Well, first off, I think the thing that's really interesting about you saying
0: that people's hands shot up is that's who I want to consult.
1: Uh-huh. Like
0: there are a lot of people that are reticent to the game, they, they join the party because everybody else is doing it. Um, you know, that, that's the squirrel. You know, that's the people that are just chasing the squirrel that everybody else is chasing after. But the ones that raise their hands and say, yes, and you can see there's a passion. What I do for them, and I do it typically for for large media companies or large corporations because they have the money then to implement um, versus just strategize, is I help them define and strategize what content means to them. How it can help grow them if they're in content how do you narrow it or push it to be its very best value add i'm a big believer that you don't just create content whatever that is podcast social media you know video audio website blog all that is content you don't push out content unless it actually is a value add so that's what i help my companies figure out and then figure out what do we do to grow it how do we nurture it
1: and so for listeners that don't maybe know your background in history, I recommend you guys go back and listen to the previous podcasts, especially the, um, your TV show idea doesn't belong on TV. Right. Not ready for prime time. Yeah. That that was, that's a really popular one, but you spent, um, you know, a lifetime in uh, content development, Mm -hmm. in programming as an executive Mm -hmm. at uh, a big, big production company doing lifestyle television, all that. So when you decided to sort of leave that side, and start consulting, who do you work with now? Is it production companies? Is it brands?
0: Yes, is the answer. I work, I I kind of, it's kind of bifurcated. One side is media and with the media companies, my job is to help them rethink what they do, how they do it, maybe craft a smarter idea, focus ideas. I help them get in the room. If they can't get in the room, I'll help them sell it. I'll help them look for strategic partnerships. And are those brands that we...
1: Well, that's on the media side. Oh, on the media side. That's on the
0: media side. On the brand side, it literally starts with strategy. A lot of the brands, even big brands, haven't thought through their strategy or they need to revise their strategy. And then once you have a strategy, how do you implement that? So I have one brand now, I'm doing projects, and this is a very well-known brand. Um, I'm doing things purely for their digital side. I'm doing things purely for their social media side. But now we're developing a... T- time-by network program that we're right now out brokering with a network that will be a weekly television show that is fully funded, sponsored, and
1: distributed by a brand. And the network is just the vehicle for airing it. Now, if I'm a production company principal, I'm, I'm salivating, right? Because I'm thinking, well, wait, I can do that. Absolutely, you can. <laughs> right? And I think that's maybe what I love about your mission and, and your, your calling is that you firmly believe that people like in the RevThink world, right? Principles of studios and production companies should be in the game. They should have a seat at that table. Why is that? Absolutely.
0: I think one of the things is that the club, the television club or the media club is huge, but it is very tired. And I, I, I don't mean that to sound glib. Um, I am very respectful and in awe of so many people that I've grown up with and, and seen, but it's time for some fresh. Um, the, the model is changing. There, the, the margins in production are decreasing and more and more production companies can't stay in the game because they can't figure out how to, how to narrow their margins. Well, here's this whole other side that understands smaller margins. They're already doing things at lower budgets, but they can do what they do and translate it to a bigger audience or an inf- entertainment audience versus just a perfunctory RFP, you know, um, response audience. Like all those people deserve. If they're the ones that their hands shot up when you and Tim asked them the question, anyone that feels that way deserves a seat at the table. We can't guarantee that
1: they're going to sell their show.
0: But they should at least have the opportunity to compete against the big guys.
1: So, by the way, thank you for, um, Patrick, you were my guest this morning on the uh, the live weekly Q&A. That oh, was fun. That I do with Creative Studio Jumpstart. So, um, Super fun. All these small shops around the world that are, all of them, of course, also want to get into content. But I heard you say something in, in the Q&A that I thought was, again, it's like uh, good news, bad news. Like, yes, you deserve a seat at the table. Of course, there's the bad news of it's a really crowded space. There's 700 production companies around the world that you're competing against. You know, uh, TV shows get pitched hundreds of hundreds, if not thousands, of stuff. You know, concepts every year. Why would I get into this space now? It seems like it's more crowded than ever, more competitive than ever. But
0: it's an ever-growing sphere. You know, it, it, if you think about throwing a rock in the water and the ripple effect. You know, it just keeps growing. Our world of content, how people devour content, where they devour content, what they expect in a relationship with content, that is ever growing. You know, I left television because television is one way to think about the world word content. The world is so much bigger. It's bigger than OTT like Netflix or Hulu. It's bigger than digital. You know, it's, it is like, Who'd have thunk that people would watch their phones on Snapchat or Facebook Live? Who'd have thunk that that was entertainment? It is. And so there's so much opportunity that smart people are needed. And the challenge for so many people that are in the television content world, a lot of them can't afford to make the shift.
1: So they can't really adapt necessarily. Yeah. Well, I love that you're painting this picture of a of that, of what that growing smorgasbord is. That the word close enough, yeah, is is is, and that is yes, um, sure. There's TV and there's cable, but there's digital, there's OTT, and then there's this world that I call direct to brand, which is obviously just this huge untapped potential, yeah. and we could probably do a whole episode just talking about that. Yeah, that sure. space, right? Sure. Maybe ask this question on behalf of. Our listeners, okay, yes, I run a studio, and of course, I have three or four different ideas for different shows, and I've been working on one or two, two of them. My team has been creating content, whether it's shooting stuff and editing it, or we have an animated series, what have you. How, how, how do I move forward? Because I know how to create this great stuff, but how do I sell it? Do I hire somebody like you? Do I? Is there a, a book I can read? How do I get into this world? Well,
0: of course there are books to read. I mean, <laughs> welcome to the internet. You can you can research anything, but researching something and having practical application are two very different things. You know, now you can get these master classes. You know, Frank, you know, Geary is going to teach you about architecture, and Kevin Spacey is going to take... No, it's you getting motivated. Like you're not going to leave the Serena Williams tennis one and all of a sudden you're playing like Serena Williams. That's ridiculous. I love that. It's, but, it's, but it's there to motivate you and propel you and inspire you. So you have to have the right combination of inspiration and information that gets you to that next level. Truthfully, very few people in the, definitely not in the jumpstart world, very few people in the RevThink world could afford me. because I don't want to work just creating strategy. If all you do is create strategy, but you don't have the money to then implement that strategy, then the strategy is meaningless. And then it's not a good relationship. So, you know, people that I work with are people that can afford to actually implement. It's not about how much they pay me. It's about how much they are willing to put into what they do.
1: The investments are very large, um, but of course the potential returns absolutely and the prizes are equally big. Because if I sell a series through uh, to a TV network, it could be millions of dollars. Even in OTT and digital, it could be hundreds of thousands absolutely. of dollars. Absolutely, um, yeah. Obviously, but the people that are creating these this content, I think they often don't sit down and add up what they've invested.
0: Well, you and I talk about this uh, a lot about the fact that you know incremental development it doesn't matter what you're developing it. you do the same thing kind of like to, oh we're going to work on our reel think about how many thousands and thousands of dollars people have spent futzing with their reel has that real futz actually done anything for them or is it just dollars that they're spending because they don't think about it it's just you know absorb costs the same thing's true in development i mean how many people do you and i know in in different companies and we we've talked about we've talked to many of them together oh yeah that just have stuff that they've produced like oh we figured out this idea we threw it together and then we say and now what oh just sitting there well as i like to say that's gathering digital dust if it's not being used why did you do it and if the answer is we don't know how well that's what we're here to do is we we need to figure out how to give those people a way to at least know how they i can't go pitch it for them because unless they want to hire me to do that and, and that'd be great feel free. But we we got to figure out how to at least teach them
1: how. Yeah. Well, this is this is of course a great moment to mention Show Launcher, which is a program that after having all of these different people come to us and say, "Hey, can, how can we get into content? Mm-hmm. What should we be doing? How should we package our pitch? Who should we pitch it to? You know, what's the what's the strategy? How do we sell it? How do we negotiate it? Should we have talent attached? Should I mean? Right. The questions are endless." And you know, pretty much every one of my clients that I work with, they all have a show somewhere in development. Absolutely. But they really don't have a plan. Um, so Show Launcher is, I think, the answer. It's a, it's a program, right? That's like a. Well, you you describe it.
0: So we we use the
1: studio jumpstart model of kind of four
0: components. We added a fifth. Actually, we added you only have three components, we have five. Right, okay. Um, so the idea of Show Launcher is the only way you are gonna be able to actually get to the point that you can walk into a room comfortably is to have someone guide you through that. Um, it is five components, monthly modules that are one hour, me teaching a thing, one's on the market, one's on the pitch, what it should look like, how it should look, what the flavors. one is about the room how do you sell it? And then the fourth one is what now? If you sell, how do you package? But it's also things like packaging talent and doing co-pro deals, which a lot of our people will need to do, have someone that's already done it to partner with.
1: And budgets. And budgets. Wait, and right, right, right. Exactly. To, what to spend and how uh-huh. to, how to prepare a budget and... and- Exactly. Yeah. So
0: that's the mentoring modules. Okay. Weekly live Q&A um, okay. where it can be on any kind of topic, but it is all going to be content focused. So I'm not going to talk to you about how to do our, you know, back. Uh, do you do out-of-house bookkeeper? I'm saying, I, That's not for me.
1: So this is a once a week you are going to be live mm-hmm. doing a QA and a with all of the people that you're mentoring. Right, exactly. So and they can ask you questions like, dude, I've got this idea that I, I really want to get it in front of. Whatever, Animal Planet, right? And you're you're going to be able to say, hey, do this, do this, do this, right?
0: Or or you know, we're having a really hard time figuring out what kind of sizzle to do, and to sizzle or not to sizzle is a big issue. Yeah. You know, I'll have guests on. Um I already have lined up for one of them, a former network executive that can give a lot of oomph to what we're doing. That's fantastic. Uh, so somebody from the she's network awesome.
1: programming side.
0: Oh yeah, no, who, she she ran programming for three networks.
1: Wow. So she was a buyer that she was, was a buyer buying. Content from, yep. okay, that's really cool. And all she's right. and she's the best. What next? So, What's part three? Uh,
0: so uh, part three is the Facebook community. Okay. Um, it's a little different than it is for JumpStart in that you know these are all, uh, in a way, you're competing in development, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really believe that that the competition is part of the problem. Like you still need to have people that will foster your growth. Who go like, dude, I love that. I hadn't thought about that. Tweak it here. Um, And and be able to say, ooh, I was going to pitch something similar to those guys. They're farther ahead. Never mind. I won't pitch that. I'll develop here.
1: So this is a private uh, Private community where all these different production companies, studios, what have you, are uh, sharing their ideas. With me. and consulting So you're interacting with them. Yep. What do you guys
0: think of this logo? Right. What do you think of this design? Like it really is supposed to be that type of nurturing environment. Um, The fourth one is... If you get to the end of the four months, I'll evaluate a pitch. I will break down, I'll break down a pitch. I'll break down a um, their visuals and I'll, I'll help you with that. You have to have gotten to that point.
1: So the program's four months long. By the end, if I'm in this, you're helping me mm-hmm. uh, develop. You're helping me create my pitch package. Mm-hmm. Um, you're helping me even get the meeting and Mm -hmm. get into the room and get a seat at that table. Well, I'm Uh, helping
0: you figure out how to do that. I'm not opening that door. Right,
1: sure. Um, But you're also looking at my pitch package. Absolutely. And evaluating. So that's really cool. So it's not just, here's a bunch of advice and good luck. Right, no, no, it needs
0: to be practical. We need to be able to show that there's a a practical thing here. Um, And this is all a litmus test. If you can't go through four months and actually figure out how to develop Please don't be in the content game. There are enough jokers in this business that waste time. And it sours networks, distributors, production people like me. It sours everyone when there are people in the ecosphere that don't want to be there or aren't really doing it
1: wholeheartedly. Right. They're not serious. No. They're, so wa- is, they're wannabes.
0: Yeah. So this is the litmus test. If you can't spend four months making sure you have your everything buttoned up, you shouldn't do it. And then the fifth thing, if you finish all that, then we have these alumni benefits and that's a, you know, a kind of an ongoing price. And the alumni benefits are things like, um, if I love your idea, I won't do it for everybody, but if we love, I love the idea, when I'm on a pitch trip like I am next week in New York, I'll bring it with me mm-hmm. and I'll try to sell it. Or I'll invite you, we're gonna be doing some uh, retreats where like this person that's gonna be doing a mentoring module, um, we're gonna do a ski retreat. Um, and anyone that wants to come to ski retreat, she doesn't ski. She, she apres skis. <laughs> she apres so skis. So she's going to hang out and apres ski with anyone that wants to do that all day long. You better get her earlier in the day versus later in the day. I don't know what you're going to get out of that. But,
1: so, so if you're an alumni of this program, there's these ongoing ap- yeah. community, but this retreat is almost like a, um, is it a pitch retreat almost? It's kind of like, yeah, think of it as a pitch retreat.
0: I mean, if I can get, if I can get, some of my current network buddies to come, I'll do it. Yeah. But, but there are so many opportunities like that. You know, the, the idea is we want to help you just like Jumpstart does on the other side. We really want to help people get a seat at the table and then stay at the table. That's our, that's our commitment. That's why I joined RevThink was, I am committed lock, stock and barrel to one thing and one thing only. And that is content and what that means. And I do it for myself. I do it for my clients. But there's this whole, like we said, there's this whole world of awesome people that, quite honestly, content needs new voices. And these are great voices that are doing, I mean, I would love nothing more than to see a motion design company come up with some kick-ass animation um, idea that hasn't been seen yet and get it on Cartoon Network, or at the very least, get it on Crunchyroll or you know, somewhere. Like, part of it is strategy. Everybody think that A begets B begets C. That's silly. Thinking that you have to do this thing, I'm gonna create this great thing and I'm gonna pitch it and we'll figure out what happens. That's how all content is produced. It drives me crazy. How many RFPs have you seen where it's like, and the end result should hit these personas and be able to live on digital and social and linear and you know, and it's like, you're trying to do all things for all people. You have not thought this out. Like, how do you measure ROI or ROE? And I'm a big believer in return on engagement Uh versus investment.
1: Yeah, that's a cool term.
0: How are you, how in the world are you going to measure ROE if you just say, well, just create it and we'll have all these different things? Like, I'm, as you know, I'm a zealot about what I term reverse engineered content. Start with your ROE, start with your ROI, figure out what, who gives you that. Then figure out what distribution channels give you those people. Now come up with this cool content. Give yourself parameters. The more parameters you give yourself, the better the piece. The same thing is true with all of our potential studios. My job is to help you learn how to think in parameters so that you can know how to pitch, who to pitch, why to pitch because you've thought that through and that allows your creativity to burst because you're able to have creativity that doesn't just willy-nilly, it's creative in a very unique pot, and that's what I think is so exciting, and that's what I hope we can do.
1: Well, you're reminding me of something that uh, Tim Thompson, and I say this all the time, do not fall prey to the build it and they will come mentality. Like we say this to to, uh, creative entrepreneurs, Right? That is definitely a recipe for for failure or at least frustration at the minimum. And I think you would say the same is true in the content space. Do not fall prey to this build it and they will come, but rather reverse engineer, reverse engineer.
0: Reverse engineer, reverse engineer. Nothing sets you apart if you're just pitching content like everybody else. You you talked about how many people. You said 700 in the, in the world? No, it's, it's over 700 in the United States. Okay. Take Canada out of it, take Mexico out of it, and for sure, take Europe out of it. You know, there are over 700 bonafide production companies trying to pitch content just to television. Add in digital, and you're talking about thousands. Add in the rest of the world, and you're talking about tens of thousands of companies. What's your niche? What do you bring that nobody else brings? Well, it sure as heck isn't just throwing content out and hoping it sticks, the traditional way. You gotta be strategic if you wanna enter this game. People ask me all the time, why don't I have a production company? I've been offered production companies. I don't want a production company. I wanna help people that already have production companies thrive. And what's so cool about the the RevThink client is the RevThink client isn't a production company that is living or dying by one television show. You have all these other verticals and all these other, like if you can get creative, all you're doing is diversifying your portfolio which allows you more success because you're not dependent on anything else. So I think that the RevThink community has a bigger opportunity to succeed than those that are desperate and they're only doing one thing. I mean, how sad is it? How many people, how many friends of ours had one type of thing. They did this type of animation or this type of promo or this type of whatever. And they're not in business anymore because they only did one thing. On the television side, same thing. We
1: have friends in common that aren't in TV anymore. That's right. That's but- right. I can think of several names are popping to mind of people who had a production company that they were producing their TV show and then it ran out and they closed up and now they're doing something else. And so yeah, to your point, if you're a if you're a you know, if you're doing animation day in, day out, or, you know, you're a production company doing commercial work, you know, those are just two examples. Yeah. You obviously already have a thriving business model that is a fantastic platform. You've built something that positions you to get into the content game. And why not you? I love, the, I love your optimism that despite thousands of competitors and the world is so noisy and, you know, all these traditional things that we, we hear nowadays, it's just too crowded, it's too noisy, that you still have this deeply held belief of, no, these types of companies have something to say, they should be in the game, they deserve a seat at the table. Absolutely.
0: Everybody does, if, it, I'll end it where I started it. You talked about how Tim and you asked, how many of you want to get in, everyone's hand shot up? That's who I want to help. If you're that excited, you deserve a seat. You have to go through a lot of steps and and, and determine if this is, if you're not willing to put in the time or invest in the talent or use the funds necessary to make it work, you shouldn't do it. Right. But if you are and you understand what you're getting yourself into and you're even more excited, like, I'm excited. This is now. Right. Let's go do this. Damn right. You need, you need, you deserve that. Yeah, Everybody deserves that. There's nothing exclusive. Like there's nothing that because I worked at this type, you know, you hear it all the time, oh, well, you only worked at that company. At our company, we do such and such. That's a load of crap. People have the ability to have a great idea, and they really are passionate storytellers. A good storyteller is hard to find. There are a lot of good story copycatters. But if you truly have something that you are passionate about, how dare we not help you get
1: a seat at the table? I love it. Well, that I think is a good point to <laughs> a good point to end on. Um, so if people want to find out more about you, um, I guess we should just point them to RevThink.com. Yep. We will obviously be making announcements um, about Show Launcher. And I look forward to not only having you part of the team, but I know you're going to start publishing thought leadership and articles. And you know now we get to do a podcast like this. Um, all the time. Get so, ready for us, people. Yeah, watch out. Here he comes. So thanks again for being on the podcast, Patrick. We're great to have you back. Oh my pleasure, Joy. I always love it. Until next time. Rev thinking is produced by Rev Think. Feel free to connect with us at RevThink.com. We'd love to help. And hey, if you like the Rev Thinking podcast, please do us a favor by subscribing on iTunes and giving us your feedback.
0: Thanks for listening to Rev Thinking.
1: I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends. And it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at RevThink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at RevThink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.